Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. How you guys doing? That's pretty powerful, man. That's what I was talking to you about last night, like a pixel. And you can't see the big picture if you just focus on the pixel. It's the same kind of concept right here. Your life is a pixel or your life is one of those tiles and you step back and you see the bigger picture of what God's doing and what's really going on. And I hope you guys have been given some hope by seeing that in my life, the way things have unfolded, because it sure didn't start out good. You heard that. And uh, God's really done some incredible changes in my life. I'm going to step back a little bit. Let's pray real quick, and then we're going to dig into it. This is our last evening together. You guys are going to be heading out tomorrow. I won't be here tomorrow, so we'll make sure we wrap up tonight, getting a group picture together. I know you'll get one with RVR tomorrow, but I want one of all you guys so I can put it up on my social media stuff for sure. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this awesome week. Thank you for the deep, eternal truths that we've learned. God, thank you that for many of us in here, it's been more than just head knowledge. It's come down into our heart, and it's changed us, God. And I pray that you would just help it to keep changing us, making us more like you, God. Help us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus throughout our Christian life. God, help us to keep our eyes focused on heaven, not this world that's fading away. And God, I pray that you would continue to bring healing in our life. A lot of us got wounds, got a lot of hurt, got a lot of anger inside with what some people have done to us. Help us through, oh God, we need you. In Jesus' name, amen. After I became a genuine believer and follower of Jesus back in 11th grade at that chapel service, God began to change me from the inside out. I didn't get religion, I got Jesus, and there's a humongous difference. Religion, the way I describe it, is man trying to work his way to God, and this whole Jesus thing is God has worked his way to us. So I always distinguish that there's religion, and then there's what the Bible calls redemption, I want redemption. Religion I see almost very man-centered a lot of times, and I don't want that. Uh, It gets gets to be so far from what Jesus is all about, and I want to help you tonight understand what Jesus is all about. And for those of you that placed your heart faith in Jesus, whether it was three years ago, last year, or even last night, I want to help you understand what the real Christian life is supposed to look like. Because some of the stuff that you're going to see on TV, even on some of these Christian stations and things like that, some of it's just completely kooky. I don't know what they're doing. And they focus seriously sometimes on things that are really not that important. They're not the real issues of what we need to be focused on. So I want to try to help you guys understand what the New Testament actually says, what Jesus says. You know, I haven't been a perfect Christian, but I have been a changing Christian, and that shows that I'm a real Christian. Let me say that again. I haven't been a perfect Christian since 11th grade. There's no such thing. There's only one perfect person, and that's Jesus. That's why we worship him. But I have been a changing Christian. 
for you to say that you're a Christian and there's never been changes in your life, you need to really look under the hood and go, man, am I really a Christian? Because what you're saying is that Jesus came into your life and nothing ever changed. That's a complete oxymoron. You're saying the Son of the living God, the most powerful being in the universe, the sovereign Lord, the Creator God, He came into your life and nothing ever changed? I mean, it's almost like you're mocking God. Like, come on now. Jesus has never come inside anyone and left them the way that they are. I'm not looking for any of you to go home and become a perfect Christian. But I am expecting, if God really lives in you, for Him to begin this good work in you, to begin changing you from the inside out. That's what He's been doing to me. That's what He wants to do in you. Is it all straight up, getting good, getting better all the time? No, it looks like this sometimes. We fall, we go through valleys, we go through dark nights of the soul, like A.W. Tozer talked about, one of my heroes of the faith. Times when we're like, God, did you leave me? Where are you at? You felt so real at camp, but now, now you don't seem so real. I don't feel the way I felt. Your faith is not based on how you feel. Your faith is based on a historical fact. Listen to me. Your faith is not based on how you feel. Our feelings are all over the place, aren't they? One day I got goosebumps singing these songs. The next day I could just be like, that song annoys me, turn it off. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear some Old Town Road. That could just happen. I just get, I go, I'm all over the place sometimes. Sometimes I go to church and I'm like, I'm so glad I went this Sunday. This was so good. Sometimes I'm in church and I'm drawing. My wife is like, stop it. You're an ordained minister. I'm like, I'm bored to tears. I can be all over the place. My faith is not based on feelings. It's based on a historical fact. What's the historical fact that the Son of God came to this earth in the form of a man 2,000 years ago, and the planet's never been the same? He died on the cross for our sins, and the historical fact is he rose from the dead on the third day. There were hundreds of eyewitnesses to this. That's what my faith is based on. So when I don't feel it, I go back and I say those historical facts to myself. This is who I believe in. This is what he did. Even if I don't feel it, I, that's, it's the truth. And I tell the enemy, get behind me. God has still got me. Hebrews 13.5 says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. In Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, it says, nothing is going to separate you from my love. Nothing. Man, there's nothing you can do to make God love you any more than He already does. And there's nothing you have done that can make Him love you any less. God just loves you. He's not going to leave you. He's not that dad. He is completely interested in your life, and He's going to see it through to the end. But there are times when you're going to feel like He's not there. I'm just prepping you for life after camp. Some of you are like, I know. I've been to camp, I know what it feels like, the camp high, I go back home, and sometimes you wonder if God's there, sometimes you want to fall back into the old ways, and sometimes you do fall back into the old stuff. But if God really lives inside of you, there should be a difference now, because when you do the old stuff that you used to do, some of that sinful stuff, it should start bothering you. It's called conviction of the Holy Spirit, to where you're like, man, what did I do last night? Man, 
what, what was I doing at school today? Just running my mouth, talking trash, talking gossip, putting people down, laughing at that kid, bullying that kid. That's not me anymore. So you get up the next day and you go apologize. And you let people know, I'm sorry I did that. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be somebody different now. I was just acting like my old self. You know, something you need to do is go to your mom or dad. I apologize for that. God tells me to honor my father and mother the way I just acted. I didn't honor you. Even if I don't like what you say, I don't like your rules, I'm still commanded to honor you. I apologize. That wasn't right. They would probably take you to the psych ward. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is wrong with you? Because you've been so different from that. You're not like that. You never would go back to your parents and apologize. You would never admit that you're wrong. You arrogant, prideful, stuck up. That, that's, let that be the old you. Stop. You're trash talking. Man, I slip sometimes. I got Christians that look down on me because of that sometimes. I've been on a job site. I own a small home improvement company when I'm not speaking. I'll be on a job site working, and I've had something fall on me and hurt me. And all of a sudden, like right out of my mouth, will come like, son of a, and I'll say it. And I'll look at the guys around me. One of them's a Christian. I'm like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. My kids have heard me slip. In fact, one of my daughters heard me slip the other day. Some guy was talking trash to my wife, and I told my wife, I said, he's a, and I called him something, and I didn't know my wife had the phone on speaker. And so she heard me. I told her, I said, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. But you know what? I didn't grow up in a perfect Christian home where everybody talked holy and kind, and we don't use words like that. That's not the home I grew up in, so my programming is to cuss a lot of times. And I've had to unlearn that, but I still slip. And the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and He'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So as a Christian, I ask for forgiveness to God a lot. Not that I lost my salvation. You can't lose it. But just to tell God, God, I'm sorry. I know you don't want that. You want me to put that away, just like Sparrow was reading those verses in Ephesians. Take that off. Put that away. Become the new you. Look at Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40 up here on the screen. This is what Jesus said is the main thing that the Christian life is all about. A guy came to him, a religious leader. He said, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands depend all the law and the prophets. That right there, those two things, I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care if, what pastor they are, what TV channel they're on. That right there, that is real Christianity. That's it. To love God with your heart, your soul, and strength. To love him supremely and other people to love them the way I want to be loved. To not say, well, if you would treat me like this, then of course I would do that for you. Well, you never call on me. You never check on me. 
I don't see you coming over to pick me up. You don't write me a birthday card. I don't see you checking on me spiritually. How you doing? You be that person. You take the initiative. How do you want people to treat you? You treat them that way. And there's no thing where it's like one day you just got this down. It's every day reminding yourself of this. I got to love God first with everything in me, and I got to love other people the way I want to be loved. And here's a news flash. I'm sick of Christians that want to do it when they go on a short-term mission trip with their youth group to Guatemala or the Dominican Republic or Mexico, but they can't do it with their little brother or their little sister or their mom or their dad. They'll come home from a mission trip and they'll treat family like crap. I've done it. I've been on mission trips all over the world. And then I come home exhausted and I snap and at the people that I love the most, because often they're the hardest to love. We take them for granted. If our Christianity isn't working at home, we shouldn't try to take it and export it. That's hypocritical. So I'm serious. Like Some of you are like, man, my little brother, my little sister, they drive me crazy. That's what they do. But you got the opportunity to be a good big sister, a good big brother, and lead them towards Christ and show them how to live a life of meaning and love. To put down the PlayStation and be like, what's up? You need some help? You need some help with them Legos? You can't figure it out? I got you. You want me to French braid your hair? Okay. Okay, let's go upstairs for a little bit. Come on. What, you need help with homework? All right, I'll help you. I'll help you. When you do that, you are being like Jesus. It's just putting yourself aside, loving other people. Man, you know what drives me crazy is you'll turn on the TV, and people know they think Christianity, they're like, yeah, we know Christians because we know what they're against. They know more of what we're against than what we're for. What's wrong with us? I'm against this. I'm going to protest this. I'm posting this on Facebook. I don't even care. And some people think Christian means Republican. It does not. They think Christian means conservative. That all these words have been twisted. Christian means I'm a believer and follower of Jesus. And he said the main thing is to love him and love other people the way I want to be loved. You keep going back to that all of your Christian life. Remember me saying this. It is the most important thing. And what's sad is I have Christian leaders that get ticked off with me over certain things like this. They're like, yeah, yeah, but we, I wish you would speak up more sometimes, Jason, on this. You know, this is a big issue in our denomination, and this is the big issue. And I'm just like, look, man, all that stuff has a way of working itself out. When we love God supremely and we love other people the way we want to be loved. Our family, our friends, our classmates, our teammates, and foreigners I'm bothered with the whole immigration thing. I know we need to keep our country safe. 
But many times you're going to see the Christian conservatives, this is what you're going to see, they don't give a rip about those people. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be lumped in with them. I don't understand how to fix the problem, though. I don't understand how to keep us safe, our borders safe, but all I know is I see a bunch of little kids down at the border that don't have parents have been separated from their parents. I see a bunch of people that their Central America is so nasty, so poor, that they will walk hundreds and thousands of miles to try to get in here for a better life. I just got back from Central America. I was just in Nicaragua. I saw it. If I live there, I'm getting in America, legal or illegal. I'm taking my family. <laughs> All I know is if we have a chance to help a foreigner, an immigrant, we should do it. You say, well, I don't know if, you know, that's passed as law yet. I don't care about the law. Our law has already been passed. Love God, love others. If we could do something about it, we got to do it. And listen, it's there, but it's also the kid in the cafeteria that nobody sits with. It's the kid that talks funny, that's got the hair lip. It's the kid that, or the girl, man, that I don't know, maybe she's an albino and people make fun of her. Seriously. Well, man, if I do that, I'm going to lose some friends. Now, you never had real friends to begin with. If, you, if they leave you over that, dude, you should divorce them anyway. Oh, you're going to go hang out and try to love somebody that no one else wants to love, so you're out of our clique. See ya. I don't, I don't want you. What kind of friend is that? Oh, you're a Jesus follower now. That means you can't party with us. I'm done with you as a friend. You weren't my friend to begin with. You weren't. If I had a friend and he turned devout Muslim, I'm still having him over for dinner. I'm still going to hang with him. Am I going to try to convert him? Yeah. But if he tells me, shut up right now, I just want to be friends and hang out, and let's play Mario Kart, then let's play Mario Kart. And I love Mario Kart. I know, man. Who doesn't? <laughs> Philippians 2, verses 3 through 11. Look at what it says here. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And God has highly exalted him because he has done that. You don't just look out for your interests. You look out for the interests of somebody else. It's as simple as this. My son is 17 years old. He's always having friends over. I try to tell him, have one or two friends over because I cannot afford to feed your crew all summer. He'll be rolling in with 10 guys. They're like, what's up, Mr. Jason? What's for dinner? I'm like, go ask your mom. Go home and let her feed you. You know, because I, I just am running out of food. So anyway, but when he does have his friends over, 
he'll come upstairs and he'll pop open like uh, a, sel- a flavored seltzer water. He'll roll back downstairs. And I go, hey, Noah, did you ask any of them? Are they thirsty? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. It's simple stuff like that. It's simple stuff. Open the door. Please, thank you. Oh, man, <laughs> where do you think I work at Chick-fil-A? No. Just you use manners, man. You love people. You check on people. Stop with the wolf. They would just check on me. And don't do this. So how you doing? And all of a sudden, you turn it into you. Man, I got family members like that. Hey, Jason, man, how was camp last week at River Valley? I was praying for you. Man, it was actually good. It was amazing, man. We were there, and I saw some kids doing the horse trail ride. Oh, man, you should have seen the trail ride I did when I was in Wyoming last summer. I was out there. It was crazy. Mountain lion ran by. I'm just like, oh, that, what else happened in Wyoming? Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. I look at my wife, and she knows the person in our family that doesn't. She's just like, let it go. I, w- I want to say something so bad. Are you ever interested in anybody but yourself? Do you talk about anybody but yourself? (laughs) God gave you two ears, one mouth for a reason. You guys, your life is a vapor, the book of James says. It appears for a moment and then it fades away. Listen to me. You don't realize the sand in the hourglass has fallen. Today you're one day closer to death than you were yesterday. You're going to die. Listen, make the most of your life. And guess what? It's not about you. If you live for yourself, your fame, your popularity, if you try to live for money, you're going to live an empty, lonely life. Do you realize every year there's millionaires and popular, famous people that commit suicide? In the last couple years, two of my favorite people, Celebrities, popular people, millionaires killed themselves. One of them was a comedian actor named Robin Williams. He played in that movie like Mrs. Doubtfire. He played in the original Jumanji. My favorite movie that he played in was uh, Goodwill Hunting. That, was a, that movie was deep, man. He's phenomenal. He, every time he was interviewed, he made people laugh. People didn't know how bad he was suffering with depression. He took his own life. Multi-millionaire. He could pull up his phone, show you his contact list. It was just, you know, famous person after famous person he could talk to. He had enough money to go see the top psychiatrist in the world, but he hurt so bad he took his own life. If you think fame, popularity, if you think money's going to do it, it's not going to do it, man. It's about living for God, and it's about loving other people the way that you want to be loved. That's why your counselors are here. They're just trying to love you. Trying to do something meaningful this summer. It's not for the money. You don't get paid a lot working at a camp. But you do. But they got a paycheck coming in heaven. And that's what you do it for. As soon as I left high school, I started working as a camp counselor. I did the same thing. I didn't wait. Well, when I get done with college and I become ordained, then I will minister to people. No, I went to camp. I had a bunch of little kids at first before I was a teen counselor. And one kid, he pooped himself. He had problems. The director of the camp said, go help him. Be like Jesus. And I did. And it was hard. It was humbling. I began leading kids in my cabin to Christ. 
The director promoted me. He said, now you're the teen guy counselor. And I began leading teens to Christ. And they're here because they, they love God. They love you. They want to do something that means something. I guarantee there's a bunch of them in here that had job opportunities that they could have made 10, 20, 30 times more. I could tell you these, these pretty young lady counselors, they could have gone and got a waitressing job at a nice restaurant like my daughter did this summer. And they can come home some nights with tips, three, three fifty, cash, after they've tipped out and paid the hostess and other people. My daughter came home with that the other night. I said, I don't make that. But your counselors choose to be here. They're doing something, man. That's what I'm talking about. Your life should have a mission, the same mission as Jesus. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost, Luke 19.10. You should not come back to RVR next summer without a friend who doesn't know Jesus. If you do, you're selfish. Why would you keep coming back here summer after summer and not bring that one friend who does not know Jesus? I tried to ask them. They said no. Everybody says no at first. Keep asking. Don't stop. Pray. Tell them you'll help pay for it. Tell your mom and dad, we got to help pay, man. We got to help pay for Kenny to go to camp. We got to help pay, man, for, uh, I don't know, Shauna. Just... We got, we got to get her to camp. Man, I know some teenagers in a youth group in South Carolina. They had a big outreach event where a guy was going to come and share the gospel. It was humongous, man. There was going to be like a 1,000 teenagers there. These teenagers were so burdened to bring their friends. They kept asking them. They said, no, no, no. They said, what if I come pick you up and bring you to the event? They said, man, we got inflatables. There's a band. There's a professional skateboarder, blah, blah, blah. said, no, no, no. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. This is a true story. They said, would you come if we all chipped in and had a limo come to your house and pick you up? They said, you get a limo, I'll come to your church thing. They got the limo and picked them up and brought them to the church thing and many of their friends accepted Jesus that night. What are you willing to do, man? What are you willing to do? You mean one of your friends, guys in paintball camp, you can't say, dude, come to paintball camp. Who? I would have jumped at that. They talk about God? Yeah, they're going to talk about God. Man, we're not going to force it on you. Just sit, listen. Nobody's going to make you do anything. But what's crazy is God's going to work. And one of your friends, something may happen in their heart that's happened in your heart. Invite your friends to church. I have. They don't come. Just keep at it. Some of y'all give up too easy. You don't do that with sports. Some of you didn't do it with algebra or trig or other stuff in your life. Some of you guys, you didn't do it with that girl that you really wanted to ask out. Some of you did. Let me have a little infomercial. Girls, hang on. (laughs) Keep asking. Keep going after her. Be confident. Be yourself. Don't be weird. Go after her. I like you. I want you at prom. Be weird. No, be funny. I'm talking don't be weird like freak. That's right. Yeah. All right, I got to wrap up. My time is up. Listen. Last thing. Last thing. I'm done. We got to get rolling. You guys, your life here on earth, if you're a Christian, this is the only hell you're ever going to know. 
Let me say that again because some of you, were, you didn't focus. If you're a Christian, your life here on earth is the only hell you're going to know. I've had to remind myself of that so much over the last five to eight years, me battling Lyme disease and chronic migraines and in and out of different places like Johns Hopkins, seeing specialists, me having to miss work, laying in bed. Just it's horrible. It's just it's horrible. But I have to tell myself, I'm like, this is the only hell I'll ever go through. I'm not going to go to hell. So no matter how bad it gets here on earth, this is my hell. Because the moment I die, I go to be with Jesus, and I, it's going to be amazing. You need to think about that. When you go back home and you go, man, it's hard, Jason. You don't know what I'm going through. Man, it's hard. You don't know how my family is. Man, it's hard in my high school. You don't know about this. You don't understand my neighborhood. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Listen. It's the only hell you're going to go through. Man, stand up. Persevere. Don't give up. That's why we keep looking to heaven. It's going to get better. Man, if I... If I waited till I felt everything was good in my life and I health-wise felt good to come to camp and speak, I would no longer be at camp speaking or doing anything like this. I wouldn't. Now, things are not good in my life. I told you, I'm on medicines. I'm on 20 different supplements I've got to take every day. I got to regulate sleep patterns. I got to go to things like infrared saunas to detox my body. I got to do these weird massages and things, and I don't quit. I just tell myself, I tell the devil, I'm like, it's the only hell I'm going to deal with. You're going to go to the lake of fire forever. You ain't never getting out. Get behind me. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep speaking the name of Jesus. I'm going to keep sharing my story, and I'm going to keep leading young people to Christ, and I'm going to give them hope, and I'm going to tell them, I don't care what ashes you got in your life. Let God take them, and you're going to see beauty. That's how it's going to be, man. All right. Here's my contact information. Uh, Your counselors do have this if you need to write it down later, but it's up here on the screen. My website for my ministry is narrowtrail.com. If you would ever like your church or your youth pastor to have me come speak, you let me know. And uh, we'll see if we can hook that up. That's the Facebook page, Narrow Trail, where I post a lot of pics. There's pics of here at RVR this week that are going up. And also, I have a podcast. It's not the Grid 12. It's the Grizz podcast. They just did that wrong. It's the grizzpodcast.com. That is for Christian dudes. That's who I target. I talk about a lot of guy stuff because I believe the biggest problem in America, listen, is males not stepping up and being men. I believe that's the biggest problem in America, and I'm trying to help with that. It's not because I think I'm Mr. Manly Man. I'm just like, yo, we got to do something. I talk about things that are not going to get talked about at your church most likely. It is highly mature. It is not for children. I do have females that listen. If you want to do that, you do that. All right. I want everybody to come together up here. We're going to do a group prayer, and we're going to do a group picture. So everybody come on up. Huddle up. Huddle up. You got to touch somebody in the right way. Nothing weird, all right? Guys, this is not the opportunity to try to find a woman. All right. Let's see. Man, I need to scoot this back. All right.
trying to see how I could do this. Thanks, man. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do a video where I span it. And you, yeah, you just, I uh, forget the panoramas. You, you guys, when I say go, just get crazy. You know, do whatever. Say what's up, whatever. One, two, three, go crazy. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Live After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.